In every real estate transaction, something comes up that the buyer or seller may have a question about. But in the heat of the moment, the question goes unanswered. Each episode, I talk with real estate experts and real estate vendors to provide a look at what goes on behind the scenes in the real estate world to get you answers. I blend in local Santa Cruz history, add some tips and tricks, all designed to help you be successful in your next real estate project. Tell your friends you can't talk right now because you are with the Realtor Lady. Hey there, it's Michelle and you are with the Realtor Lady. I don't have a guest today. I am doing a very quick, just brief story that happened to me this last week. We are buying a laundromat and we decided that we didn't like the escrow company that we were using and we decided, the seller and my husband and I decided to just do it ourselves, which I don't know if I would recommend that, but I can tell you that if you're working with someone that you don't like or you don't trust, it could just be the same thing. So doing it yourself may be okay. We decided that we were just going to finish up the paperwork ourselves and I was going to wire in funds to the seller. So we came up with this agreement. We know the price that I'm paying and any... um refunds that I have to give him for lease and stuff like that. We had it all together and I emailed him and said, hey, I need your information for wiring. He easily could have called me or texted me, but he opted to email it to me. So with that wiring information, I went to the bank, got the wiring instructions and noticed there was some extra instructions on there. There was the beneficiary that in this case would be the seller, their address, and the address of the bank. So I emailed him back and said, look, I got your other information, but I need the addresses of the bank and for you. And I got an email back that said, oh, I'm changing the bank to make sure it's quicker because his earlier emails to me were, I wanna get paid the quickest way possible. So I didn't quite see an issue with that, but my problem was the address he gave was the business address, which made no sense to me because after the sale, the address of the business would be no good to him if there was a problem with the wire. So I texted him and said, hey, I sent you a, a draft of the wiring instructions. Did you take a look at those? And he said, no, I never got them. And I said, they had a different address on there, Chase Bank. And he texted me and said, I don't bank with Chase Bank. So then I called him and we talked for a long time. We went back and forth and we realized we weren't getting each other's emails. They were being intercepted. But not only that, they were, they were his same tone in the emails, the same signature. It was a different email address, but people typically have two email addresses. I have three. So I didn't see the problem there, but there was a little difference. And I caught it 
but you know that that was a lot of money. I'm not going to state how much, but it was a lot of money that I could have lost. And for the seller, it would have been a loss for him. It wouldn't have been his money, but more than likely he would have gone back through the selling process. I mean, it's pretty scary. It doesn't freak me out. For some reason, I just kind of knew I would be okay. But my husband said to me, you need to get on video and get on all your platforms and remind everybody that wire scams and wire fraud is real. It can happen to anybody and it's getting good. You're going to get, it's not going to be somebody's uncle's cousin's brother is out of money in Europe anymore. It's going to be something you're doing in your everyday life and somebody's going to intercept that email and pose as somebody you're working with and try to get you to give them the money. So please be very careful. What I recommend to my clients, which fortunately I took my own medicine, is I just got on the phone, hey, let's verify all of this information. So when I called the seller, I said, okay, this is your bank account information. This is the address. Okay, let's go through it. We went through it three times. And I took that piece of paper with my exact notes to the bank with me. Because a lot of times when I hear something, when somebody calls me and tells me something, that's the best information because I usually write it down exactly. So keep your notes as well. So just be aware and always, always call. I'm sorry if you're going to have to wait on hold, you're going to have to talk to 10 people before you figure out who, what, where, but do it. Get on the phone and verify those wiring instructions to prevent wire scam because it is real and it's it's everywhere. That's it for this week. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I am. Please subscribe, share, pass on, and even comment and maybe rate it. I would love that too. And we will be back next week with a realtor from Idaho, who's going to give us the good, bad, and the ugly of moving from California to Idaho. So I hope you will come back and listen to that episode. Talk to you very soon. Thanks. Bye.